Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Portland Public Schools podcast. And this is going to be our episode number 16. And uh, with us in the studio is our uh, superintendent of schools, Dr. Charles Britton. So welcome, Charles. I see you got your summer garb on. Yes, okay. Good morning, Dave. It's hot out there today. <laughs> it My is. Goodness. It yeah. is. Stay hydrated yep. and all that kind of Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. So I uh, I understand you've been keeping busy and uh, obviously getting uh, getting things uh, all our ducks in a row for the the fall opening. So um, give us a clue what's going to happen here. Yep. So uh, we're we're going to be ready. You know, um, getting the school prepared, uh, schools prepared to reopen is a very labor intensive, time consuming, attention to detail kind of thing. But uh, all of our team is working great. The buildings look fabulous. They're being cleaned. Repairs are being made. Um, we're finishing our hiring. We're working on curriculum. We're working on our schedules, uh, taking care of all of those last minute details, uh, getting uh -huh. ready to welcome our faculty back for the convocation. And of course, our students back on Monday, August 30th. And we're going to launch the 2021-2022 school year. Back in person. Uh, back in person. Very, very excited. Good, good, and uh, so I know, I understand now there there is uh, no longer going to be a PVLA uh, as far as that goes. Yeah, so let me let me take a few minutes and kind of walk everybody through what the school year is going to look like. I know everybody has been waiting anxiously, and and uh, we've been working closely with our leadership team and and leading into advice from um, state and local health officials, and and we're you know I, got, I have a lot of information to share. Great, so let's do it. Concurrent with this podcast, I'm going to send an email out as soon as this is podcast is in the can and ready to go that, sure. that mm -hmm. outlines all of the information I have to share. Also, I, uh, we're excited this year. We're launching um, a, a more robust social media presence here in the district. So nice. we're going to be launching a, uh, a grades pre-K through 6 Facebook and Instagram page and a uh, grades 7 through 12 Facebook and Instagram page. Uh -huh. So all of the information is going to be packaged in uh, back-to-school email, podcasts, social media, websites. So however folks are, are comfortable getting their information, we'll make sure that, that it's available and that people know how, how to access all of um, the back-to-school communications. Mm -hmm. um, and, and yeah, so we, we, have, we have no lack of vehicles to, to deliver our, the message. Sure. Nice. So... Um, I guess the first thing I'd like to start with is, is what school going to look like this year? Mm -hmm. We are back 100% in person five days a week. Right? Okay. We, are, we are not even con considering a hybrid. We're not considering online. We've closed the PVLA on um, the 30th. Kids are coming back in person. Buses are going to run and, and parents are going to be dropping students off. All of our faculty and staff uh, is back. So we're, we're, we're going full steam ahead. Great. Um, and my intention is to make sure that we stay open all year. Mm -hmm. um, I, am, I am being optimistic and, and, and expect that we're going to have a full year of five-day-a-week in-person teaching and learning with potentially the only disruptions being if Mother Nature drops a load of snow on us, right? Yeah. That, 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 is, that is my goal. That is my intention. Um, and I, I think we're going to be successful to that end. Great. Great. So a few other things I, I kind of want to want to go through um, just to make sure that, that everybody is is aware of, um, you know, how other nuances of our, our reopening plan. Um, there's a, a question out there about whether 
eligible faculty, staff, and students are going to be required to get the vaccine or show proof of negative tests, uh-huh. right? Uh, the answer to that is no. Um, at this point, uh, we are not going to be asking people for their vaccination status or requiring proof of negative COVID tests to come back to school. Uh-huh. Um, I, I don't see that changing for the foresee- foreseeable future, but that's how we're going to start the year. Okay. So um, that said, it is strongly encouraged that everybody who is eligible to be vaccinated be vaccinated, right? That, Absolutely. That, that is the, the, the strong recommendation for our, our students age 12 and older and, of course, our faculty and staff. I suspect the vast majority of our faculty and staff is vaccinated. Mm-hmm. That, that's, I consider that private health information. I'm not asking our faculty and staff that question, but anecdotally, what do I know? M- most of our teachers, it was like getting tickets to the Aussie concert back when we could first get vaccinated. And, and I know we all got in line and, and got our shots. And um, that, that is something that it, for our parents out there, if you have a student who's 12 and older, please get vaccinated. And, uh-huh. and if you're hedging about vaccination, talk to your pediatrician. Yes. Right? And don't trust me. Right? I'm, I don't have an MD after my name. Right. Talk to your pediatrician. Talk, mm-hmm. talk to the people who, in whose hands you place the health and wellness of your children. Right. And consider their suggestion. Uh-huh. And if your pediatrician advises you to be vaccinated, they're well-trained, qualified people. I think they know. Right, um, right. So, right. you know, t- talk to those people that, that um, you trust the care and well-being of your, of your children. So here's the big one, right? Um, is everyone required to wear a mask? And, and you know, look, um, I know that there are strong feelings about masks out there. Mm-hmm. Um, the short answer is yes. A- everybody who comes back to school on August 30th is required to wear a mask. Uh-huh. The current executive order by Governor Lamont says anybody coming into schools must have a mask on, faculty, staff, students, until September 30th. Uh That is when things might change. Uh After September 30th, I'm not sure what's going to happen. We're going to have to uh, wait and see if if the governor's emergency authority is extended, if the legislature takes action, or if, if other recommendations come out. Right. So from the first day till September 30th, everyone in masks. After September 30th, I'm not prepared to say right now what's going to happen. Do I suspect we'll still be in masks after September 30th? Uh, I, I hope not. But I, at this point, if I were going to place a wager on it, I would say, yeah, it's likely that yeah. after September 30th, w- we are. I just want to make a comment about that. I'm, and I'm speaking mostly to people out there who are not in favor of, of mask wearing. And... The perception that maybe the, the school's position to wear a mask is a function of political ideology or uh, our efforts to take away people's rights or, or that type of thing. Uh-huh. I, all I can say is that's not accurate, right? I mean, no, absolutely not. All we are trying to do is prevent the spread of a virus. And, and you know, and I've heard people and I've spread emails from people who have said, you know, this is... You're doing this because of a certain political ideology or because, you know, you're involved in, in something sinister to take away rights. I, I don't know what to say to that. It's not true. No. I mean, it's, it's not. And, yeah. and 
of course, I know people will say, well, you're not even following the science. And I've Googled these other reports that say masks are, are not necessary or have other deleterious effects on child development. Look, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure people can Google and find their own data and reports and rely on their own experts. But I've got to defer to the experts that I trust. Mm -hmm. And the people I trust sure. right now work at the Department of Public Health. And CDC. And the CDC and the Connecticut State Department of Education, the American Pediatric Association, the American Medical Association. Right. Those are the people I trust and I'm going to listen to. Mm -hmm. Are there other voices out there that would say those people are wrong? I imagine there are. But mm -hmm. those aren't the people that I'm listening to. Exactly. Exactly. So that, that's where we are. Um, masks will be required from the start of school year until at minimum September 30th, more information to come about what mm -hmm. direction we go after September 30th. Yep. Um, so what else? So social distancing. Yep. Um, last year, we worked very hard to keep students six feet apart. Um, this year, the expectation is three feet of social distance when practical and where feasible. Right. So our principals and our teachers are going to work hard to maximize the space available and where practical and when feasible, keep students three feet apart. Right. Certainly right. that means that our students have to avail themselves of that three feet of social distance. Right. We will remind them and yeah. encourage them. And I hope parents will too say, right. you know, just keep your distance. Three feet is not a huge amount of space. Right. Uh, be mindful, wear your mask, stay sure. three feet apart. And th that's what we're going to do. Sure. Logical, right? And I, and I think that that in lines well in lines with uh, a lot of the CDC recommendations and everybody else's recommendations. So yep, absolutely. Um, and also in terms of cohorting, I, I mentioned that right. Uh, we are we are not cohorting students this year. Okay. So last year we kept students in tight bubbles, right? We reduced class sizes and and kept students in tight groups. We're not going to be cohorting this year. Students are going to follow their schedule, move throughout the building attend specials and PE classes in mixed groups. And, and um, we're going to go forward with that still with masks on and, and encouraging three feet of distance, but we're not cohorting this year. Right. So that's something um, that will be different. Mm -hmm. um, of course, our, our faculty, staff, and students required to stay home if they're not feeling well? Of course. <laughs> it still should be the case. Yeah. T take personal responsibility. If, if you're not feeling well, stay home. Right. Right. And, and look, as a parent, I get it. You know, it, it, before the pandemic, you know, if, if, if my daughter had the sniffles or something and I had a, a busy day at work ahead right. of me, uh, would I often be making decisions to send her to school because of convenience or, or work expectations? Yes, of course. So I think that's, that's part of what I, my wife and I may have done. I'm not so super proud of it, but those days are over. Right. If, if I'm not feeling well or my children aren't feeling well, stay home. And, and that, that, of course, really is something we should have been doing before a pandemic. Sure. But, you know, look, especially important now as, as we're trying to minimize um, oh, absolutely. COVID coming in our school. Sure. Um, so there's also a question about whether we're going to be doing surveillance screening, right? Uh -huh. whether, whether students will be uh, regularly uh, 
COVID tested mm-hmm. in our schools and um, you know whether that will be a, a way we monitor if, if, right. if the virus is present. The answer to that is maybe. Okay. So the, the Department of Public Health at the state is partnering with school districts to offer surveillance testing in schools. Okay. Voluntary. Okay. Right? That, you know, if we got to that point where we, we pursued that opportunity, parents would opt in. Mm-hmm. They would sign a permission slip and the, the pop-up clinic would come and, and noses would be swabbed, uh, you know, uh, a random sampling of students who are volunteering to participate. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't know yet. I'm, I'm learning more about that. Okay. I'm, uh, attending some webinars with state health, health officials. It sounds interesting. Okay. Um, and, and it's something we're, we're learning more about. As soon as I have more information, we'll, we'll put that out. Sure. Now, if parents wish to just out of, hey, hey I want to have my kid tested, or uh, is, is that going to be uh, something that possibly could be accommodated? Um, so what's interesting about that, and this is part of the, the conversation, right now, testing and vaccines are widely available. Right. I mean, you could go into Walgreens, CVS, mm-hmm. and get your vaccine, and, and same with the test. Okay. So certainly, you know, if parents want to have their children tested at any time for any reason, they, they can. Okay. Um, what we're talking about more would be like surveillance testing, uh-huh. not, oh, my, my, my son, or, like for my kids, you know, my, my daughter had a fever the other day. We had her tested. It was very easy. It was very quick. Thank goodness she didn't have COVID, but you know, you can do this e- easy enough. Uh, sure. we're, we're talking about mostly is, is the, 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 the screening, the, the, the surveillance. Right, right. But more information to come on that. Um, okay, the next one I want to go over is this uh, quarantine periods. Uh-huh. So, holy cow, last year we quarantined hundreds of our students and faculty and staff. And the way it worked last year was if, if you were a close contact within six feet uh-huh. for more than 15 minutes of a known positive case, at first students were required to stay home for 14 days, then that was reduced to 10 days with a negative test. Uh-huh. And that was incredibly disruptive for our students sure. and our ability to staff our buildings. Sure. That, I mean, that, that was the thing that, that shut us down for a while was when I had dozens of teachers and faculty members and school leaders quarantined mm-hmm. for long periods of time, 10 days, yep. and had no subs right, to right. That was cover. An issue. Right? Sure. That was a huge issue. Yep. So. The amount of contact tracing we were doing and, and sending people home for 10 days was incredibly difficult to manage and disruptive. I'm happy to say that we no longer need to do that. Okay. Right. That uh, as long as masks are on and students are maintaining that three feet of distance, yep. quarantining is not required anymore for unvaccinated people. Sure. So that's another reason why masks are important, because okay. it will prevent us from having to send large numbers of students home for quarantine periods. Right. And of course, vaccinated people do not need to quarantine. Mm-hmm. So that is a, a big difference, probably the biggest difference uh, between this year and last year. We're not going to spend hours and hours and entire weekends contact tracing and you know, having to have dozens of subs available uh, any right. longer. Because the, those quarantine periods have, have um, are no longer required. Um, 
just a couple of other you know, logistical things. Last year, we encouraged parents to drop off and pick up their kids. Uh -huh. um, and we did that to reduce capacity on the buses. Um, look, if you want to drop off and pick up your, your children from school, certainly we'll have our drop off and pick up procedures. If you want to take the buses, take the buses. There is, we're not going out there this year and encouraging people to drop off and pick up. If students are on buses, they will be wearing masks. Windows will be open. We'll maximize the space that's available. Mm -hmm. But certainly avail yourself of the school's transportation. If that's what you'd like. If right. you're more comfortable bringing your, your children to school and picking them up, you're, you're welcome to do that too. Okay, sure. And then um, the last thing, and I know that this uh, was a huge thing last year, incredibly disruptive, is what about sports and extracurriculars um we had to you know not have football and, and dramatically change things last year mm -hmm, yeah no more so we're full steam ahead oh good. all fall sports extracurricular activities are are starting on time and 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 we're going right and certainly for our our high school athletes over 12 years of age i hope they've been vaccinated right if if you're a high school athlete and and you want to do something for your team in your season Get vaccinated. Right. Right. Um, so, you know, we're, we're going to get back to normal with, with athletics and extracurricular. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's great. I, a lot of, a lot of, I see a lot of the teams. I come up and, and, and walk on a track quite a bit, and a lot of the teams are doing their preseason workouts now, so, which, is, which yep. is good. We're going. We're, we're, we're back at it. Um, so, you know, that's, that's pretty much everything. And then I would just add that. You know, last year was incredibly disjointed. You know, we started in hybrid, then we went full, then we had to go remote for a short period of time. Then we came back full K6 and hybrid 712, and then, you know, we went, came back full finally in January. It was disruptive. And, and sure. we did that because of the quarantining and, and, and lack of subs, and, and boy, it was really something. Sure, yeah, yeah. I am not doing, we are not doing that this year. Right? We, I am planning, on, we are planning on it full reopening and we we're hoping to stay fully reopened. Mm -hmm. Now that said, of course, we are going to closely monitor sure. the health and safety of, of our students. Well, absolutely. A and we could turn on a dime. You know? Well, I mean, depending on what, what this variant does, you know, as right. far as that goes. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, we live in unknown times, uncertain absolutely. times. And, uh, you know, we're going to, closely monitor how well our, our students, faculty, and staff are doing. And, and we could potentially go back to those things, not planning on it. Right. But, you know, those options are, are open to us. We know how to do those things. We sure. did them very well yeah. last year. Um, but I'm confident that if people are vaccinated, when the child, you know, birth to 12 vaccines become available, uh -huh. um, with people in masks, with, with all of the other things we're going to do, I'm I'm optimistic. I'm I'm confident we're gonna have a really good, as normal as possible, right. school year. Right now, in 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 your conversations, have have uh, parents expressed any reservations as far as in relation to sending kids back to school that you're aware of? Um, I, I would say the following: most parents I talk to, and I I know this because I am a parent myself. I cannot wait for school to start for my kids. Uh -huh. I am I am excited for them. We're ready to get back at it. You know, 
I want my, my son back in the classroom every day and on the cross-country team, and I, I want my daughter involved in soccer and all the things she loves, and, and I'm ready for that. Uh-huh. Am I nervous for my kids and, and what's going to happen? I love my kids, of course. <laughs> right? yeah, I mean, yeah. how, how could I not have a sense of, boy, I hope everything's okay. Yeah, yeah. So what, what do I try to do? I, I, I try to teach my children, look, be smart. Use common sense. Sure. You know, if, if somebody's sneezing or appears pale and peaked around you, stay away from them. Right. Keep your mask on. Do, right. do the right things. Mm-hmm. Follow the rules. Yeah. And um, I think most of our parents think that way, too. Okay. We're, we're going to keep a close eye on our kids. Trust that the schools are going to keep a close eye on, on our children. We're all committed to keeping our kids safe and healthy as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that, that schools are going to open is... I think overwhelmingly exciting for people. Great, that's that's super. That's great news. And again, uh, depending on uh, what the governor's powers, uh, if they're extended or if uh, they're going to relinquish that back to the uh, the legislature, that's going to be a kind of a moving target here, uh, and so forth. So, anyway, all right. Well, that's great, uh, Charles. I think uh, we should be good. Um, We'll get this post process, and just so you know that all, also our listeners are uh, available or, or can get this podcast. It uh, will be over to the pod, uh, the uh, Comcast studio, oh, so good. they will be playing it on the uh, public access channel fifteen. Boy, you know, I got to tell you, Dave, between websites and podcasts and Comcasts and emails and voicemails and and school websites. It, we have no lack of ways to put the word out. Absolutely. Absolutely. So anyway. All right. Uh, so uh, if you don't have, from all of us here at the Portland uh, uh, Town Tech Educational Podcast Studio, uh, we're with our, uh, uh, basically our. Uh, all right. Somebody's knocking on the yeah, window. Yeah, we're right? getting it for our next podcast. So uh, we should be all set. So anyway, so uh, this is episode 16 of our public uh, Portland Public School Podcast. And uh, we'll be with you in a couple of weeks to give you another update on going back. So, uh, Charles, thank you so much. And uh, we'll wrap this uh, episode number 16 up. Thank you so much. All right. Very good. Thanks, Abe. This podcast was produced by the Town Tech Educational Partnership Program, which is a partnership between Portland High School and the Portland Town Hall. If you're looking to start a podcast for your business or organization, check out towntech.org forward slash podcast to learn more.